Hey guys, welcome back to the Mind Refinery podcast. This week is part one of our deep dive into our favorite YouTube creators. If you're starving for content to pass your social distancing time, you don't want to miss this one. Part two drops on Monday. Before we get started, if you haven't checked out and subscribed to the Mind Refinery YouTube channel, do it. Also, if you haven't seen the trailer for part one of the next episode of our culinary series, Plated, you can watch it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mindrefinery. We spent five months following legendary Toronto chef Suzanne Barr and her partner Johnny Karras as they built their new restaurant, True True Diner. And now, without further ado, here's the show. Okay guys, we are here with Andrew Lanza, Mind Refinery Creative, to discuss our favorite YouTube channels slash creators. Uh, in the spirit of social distancing, we've all had to occupy our time, and uh, what better time occupier than YouTube? And uh, Andrew Lanza has kind of been my YouTube guru, because if there's anybody who wastes time, it's Andrew Lanza. So, Andrew Lanza, how are you doing today? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, no complaints. Just doing the working from home thing, and uh, yeah, I made food. That was like the highlight of my day. Ate cookies. Otherwise, yeah, man, not not doing terribly. How about you? Uh, pretty good. I accidentally wandered into the shower today, uh, so that was great. Uh, <laughs> Samantha really appreciated it. So let's start here. Let let's start off. We let just to frame what we're going to do here. We're going to go start with uh, our first three, counting down from five, five, four, and three. Then we're going to take a couple minutes to do some honorable mentions before getting back and uh, finishing our list. So Andrew Lanza, why don't you start us off? Starting us off, well. As you know, we went back and forth, and I had a super, super hard time limiting it to five. As you said, I love YouTube, first and foremost. It's free. It's my That's right there. The entry point to that is I'm 100% down with. But yeah, so I had a super hard time limiting it to, to five, but I know we're going to get into some honorable mentions. But rounding out my top five at number five is um, a YouTuber named Nicky Jakey. I, he's... I haven't been into him for as long as some of the other ones on my list, but just for what he's doing, I really had to give this guy a big shout out. Now, Nikki, Nikki Jakey is a young man and he has kind of um, over the years had a few different formats, but pretty much now his format is essentially sitting on an exercise ball in front of a green screen and just talking about mostly video games. Um, and he does these super in-depth analysis videos with just a whole bunch of hilarious memes. A lot of times they're uh, Disney Channel movies kind of playing in the background, which he does a video on. Yeah, so I just really, he he is hilarious. I think he's really funny. I, I, I like his whole shtick. His stuff is really well thought out, really well written. And yeah, I just, over the last, I'd say probably year and a half, two years, I've just really loved everything that this guy has put out. And um, he's, he's yeah, he's he's doing it. And I think that it's been good to also see the kind of progression when you see, like, look at some of his older videos. He used to do the series, like, these games should bang. So, like, as in, like, you sh- these games should, like, fuck. And then kind of like he takes like, hey, this game is really good for these reasons. And then he has another game and like this game is really good for these reasons. And they should like have a baby and that game would be awesome. But uh, yeah. So have you had a chance to check out some of his stuff? Yeah. And you know what? I found that our lists are very populated with video game reviewers, but it's. They all have their little individual things that make them interesting, especially 
uh, allowing them to stand out against a huge field because obviously video games super popular uh, and gaming, you know, talking about gaming on YouTube, hugely popular too. I, I mean, I think it's super funny. I really, really enjoy the, the stuff. I sat down, watched all the videos. It was fantastic. I, I don't I just like his whole delivery. He he gets me giggling. Like I'll I'll be watching his stuff and just just the way he says stuff and his I don't know his like inflection and his delivery. I don't know. I I just really enjoy. It. I love how he always has that like the sound effect to emphasize stuff. Is the sound effect like the special uh, activation sound effect from the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games? <laughs> so it's like it's bam. so good. So yeah. So anytime he uh, he emphasizes something, it's always like bam. And I don't know, I, I just, that's just one little thing, but yeah, but at the same time, even though they're like meme filled and they're hilarious and you know, he kind of has this thing of pulling back the curtain and he'll cut into like just the blank green, green screen with him, like fucking up partly through the video, even though he is, it, it is funny and you know, he does take it seriously. And what he's saying is really, really well put. Just uh, specifically a standout video. I know we're going to do standout videos for um, for all of them, but he has, I think it's like a 40-minute review of Red Dead Redemption 2, and that's far and away his best video. His That, that video is what really, really made me see him as like, okay, this guy is really fucking good. I, I, I thought that one was kind of like his breakout. It's definitely his most viewed you can just see the amount of time and, and effort that went into that video as far as editing and stuff like that and research. And he just really, really illustrates everything that is right with the game and everything that is wrong with the game. I know you're playing it now, so I'm not going to say any spoilers about the game. But there, like Red Dead is, as far as video games go, is a fine video game. Like it's it's a good, fun video game. But as a narrative, it's like it's so much more. It's it, it's it's something really, really special. And he just really illustrated that, I thought, really, really well with that video. One thing I'm kind of, you know, learning about the game right now is the, it's so well crafted, but the controlling is like clunky kind of. And kind of it's so it's, clunky i would it's you know i mean you're trying to like rapid fire and like quick load and hit like hit people and it's just not also because especially the i'm coming off of playing mouse and keyboard computer games as well so it's a complete difference i actually tried to play with mouse and keyboard too it was a disaster uh, yeah don't don't play rockstar games with a mouse and no I, I was PC. like i was like eh, this works for everything else let me try it but no, it, it's poor. The Pizza Hut PS1 demo disc. Oh, one, so good. So good. So much nostalgia. And like, I used to love going to Pizza Hut and getting the, the demo disc. And you got a little bit of Crash Bandicoot on that shit. You know what I mean? Get a level of Twisted Metal. It's like so good. I thought another one of his that was really, really interesting. And it was very, it's almost something you kind of take for granted is the one about video game loading screens. And just talking about how, you know, how they need to, like, get you into the game, but they're, like, also a break. But then also how some games, like Resident Evil with the door opening, like, they'll hide it and then they'll, like, play off of that in later games. But I thought that was really good. But as far as, like you said, with nostalgia, like, the Scholastic Book Fair one, the Kazaa one, all those ones are, like, so, so good. Yeah, I think he really... You definitely know who his audience is. You're speaking out, you know, and who the, who he's speaking to. And like, that was the thing. And I find with a lot of these YouTubers, you know, they, they, they speak directly, you know, they speak directly to um, your nostalgia sometimes, especially when we start getting into like, you know, like the red letter media guys and stuff. When we start talking about it, there's this idea that they're adults speaking to your childhood, which, you know, I appreciate. 
my fifth is Red Letter Media. Basically, uh, this YouTube channel, this is the YouTube channel every nerd thinks they should have. Um, <laughs> because everyone's like, man, wouldn't it be cool if like me and my friends kind of like sat around and talk about Star Wars and we were like kind of half drunk and, you know, it'd be awesome. Except this is a thousand times better and what they do, I believe, is inherently difficult. It's like one part guys sitting around talking about flicks and the other part is reviews via like a, sov- a slovenly pseudo sadist named harry s plinkett basically it's a bunch it's two guys uh mike stolska and jay bauman uh they're two independent filmmakers from i believe milwaukee and they kind of gained their notoriety and they had released videos prior to this but the harry s plinkett uh review of the phantom menace Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like he had reviewed like they had reviewed the jj abrams star trek films and stuff like that before this but like when they did the phantom menace it kind of really gained their notoriety and people noted about how well presented it was and also it didn't help sorry it did help that they were taking to move the movie to task um, also wasn't that review like three hours long well yes this and this is what i love about it is like you're for these planket reviews you're looking at a minimum 70 minutes of content that you're just feeding on and as a nerd, I'm just like, okay, I've spent a significant amount of time watching this, and you're just sitting there, maybe smoking the vaporizer, and uh, just taking it in. But what's really good about it is that it's not some nerdy send-up. It's a re- like they really get into analysis despite the funny packaging, where they're looking at where the franchise is going, where the franchise has been, uh, story, you know, acting, and how all of these things interact and looking at it from, you know, a film analysis point of view in the context of the series rather than, you know, some, you know, just fluff fanboy piece. I mean, it's like kind of a real fanboy thing in that, you know, if you love something, you have to be able to say what's wrong about it and, uh, you know, express yourself in that regards. And I, they've done fantastic. I mean, they do the half in the bag reviews as well. They've been still Mm -hmm. uh, doing stuff, uh, for, you know, during the coronavirus, which has kind of really affected different, uh, you know, YouTube creators. So, I mean, with them, they're one of my favorites. I believe this is the first one you recommended me as well. It was either this or oh, Super Oh, I, I recommended you Red Letter Media. Yeah, you did. I, put, nice. you, I think you pretty much recommended me everything. Well, there you go. I'm, I'll, I, sorry, go ahead. I'm literally like, uh, what do I watch on YouTube? I see you on this YouTube all the time. This is YouTube all the kids are talking about. And... Uh, yeah, the recommendations, fantastic. Thank you for wasting our company's time. Yeah, I'm. I I really like Red Letter Media. I feel like I like them a lot more. Uh, like when I was a little younger, I guess. I don't know. Like I st- I don't. They're not a YouTube channel. Like they used to be, but they're not a YouTube channel anymore. That I will watch like everything they put out. There's YouTube channels that I like. They put out a video. I'm watching it that day. You know what I mean? Red Letter Media. It's like. If the source material, like if the material that they're doing it on, I'm interested in, I'll check it out. A lot of times now, I feel like they're a little too nitpicky. Like, I'm nitpicky. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll nitpick the day away. But, I don't know, sometimes there's just like, sometimes some of the things they're harping upon, um, harping on are just so arbitrary. And they'll go on on this little tangent for like five minutes, but there's like one little thing that's so inconsequential. I don't know. That's I can't I can't specifically bring up a like a specific instance of that, but I know like whenever I watch, especially like half in the bag 
I feel like a lot of times they get like super nitpicky. Overall, though, I I pretty much agree with what those guys got to say. There's a few movies that we've differed on, but um, for the most part, but yeah, like like as you said, the the Phantom Menace uh, review, the three hour Phantom Menace review is insane. Like it's it's so good. It, it definitely put them on the map. Yeah, and it really kind of illustrates exactly what you're going to be hearing for the rest of their channel. And I'm kind of the same in that I do not watch the, like, it's not waiting for the content to come out. You know what it is? I think it's, there is a certain amount of vitriol I'm liking in the discourse. I think they're funny. I think they're great. I think their analysis is fantastic. But I need to, like, drip feed it in terms of how often I'm watching it. But at the mm -hmm. same time, I think what they've done is fantastic. And... You know, I love it. It's it's great. And I've, among my favorite things I've, uh, you know, from, you know, YouTube creators that I've watched. All right. That leads us to my fourth choice. It is a channel called Trainer Tips. It, it's Trainer Tips Nick, who is uh, Nicholas Oizen, who lives in Long Beach, California. And I'm about to get real nerdy now. So as you know quite well, I'm I'm a little bit into the uh, mobile game Pokemon Go. We've mentioned it here and there on the cast, but on uh, on YouTube there are a bunch of um, content creators for Pokemon Go. And what's really cool about Pokemon Go is that it really lends itself well to content creation because you have these certain events that happen all over the world, and uh, the game encourages you to travel with certain Pokemon only available in certain parts of the world. So you have this community that's really, really tight in all these different pockets around the world. So you have these content creators that there's like a network of content creators. You know, you got like uh, people like Reversal, Zoe Two Dots, JT Gilly, uh, Mystic Seven, Pokemon Master Holly. You could just keep like run down the list of, of all the big um, content creators for Pokemon go but um got oh got a shout out king from toronto king iv uh, from toronto to represent the, yeah for sure world world champion enough said how, how can i leave him out i just shed a tear <laughs> I, I'm, I poured one out and that's just right onto my floor i have to clean that up later but yeah so you have this network of content creators that will get together at these events together whether whether they be you know somewhere in europe or uh somewhere in asia where wherever like they had one in montreal and yeah so you have these events with all these youtubers and you know all the fans or whatever and you have all these cool communities and what i really like about uh, so that's just a bit of a background on the whole kind of pokemon go scene it's all it's almost like a travel vlog but they're also but it's with a pokemon go focus so anyway so Nick, what I really love about Nick is this guy, like, he's just, he's like a super chill dude. Like, I enjoy this dude a lot, but his content is super cinematic. Like, this guy has a really, really good eye. So wherever he's going, like, like the stuff in Japan was so sick. He, um, he did like this big, long, uh, I think it was like a three month trip, uh, through the United States. He fully refinished, um, like a Winnebago or like a VW bug or, or like a VW, uh, bus and just, yeah, went through like a trip through the United States, uh, through like national parks. And so you got to like watch this almost travel vlog of him going through all these national parks while he, he was trying to get spotty service to like play Pokemon Go and play all the events and stuff. So his stuff is super, super cinematic wherever he goes. The editing is, is so good. He has, um, a few videos that uh, just are 
really like some special series that he focuses on. He focuses on like the top player in the world, a guy from, I believe, Taiwan named uh, Brandon Tun. And then he also has another series on the community. This, this is my favorite of his videos. He has a series, but there's one specific video about the community in Morocco. So he goes to Morocco and he stays there. I'm not sure for how long, I think maybe a week or two. And he just like gets to be like, gets to be really good friends with the community in Morocco. And they have like, to get a little specific, they have like three gyms and like five stops. And like, you have these guys that just like chill in like downtown. And then like when a raid pops they're they're like all there, like ready to go. So yeah, it's kind of like talks about like all like the, and then he gets into like really deeply into like the people and the culture. So yeah, overall, and then he just also has information like what like he's very informative about like what's going on in the uh, in the game and in the community and whatever. So I I love his content. He is one guy for sure that like when he releases a new video, I'm watching it that day. Like I hear that I hear his theme song and I I get pumped. I'm I'm ready for some good content. I think he's really been able to capture, <clears throat> and this is one great thing about Pokemon Go is that. One event happens all over the world, and there is a commonality with it. So when he, when you present stuff or like do these, you know, do the, do the events, everyone's doing it simultaneously. So you see a lot of the, you know, the uh, Pokemon podcasters put. It's not podcasters, sorry, YouTube uh, content creators. You know, they they give you advice for it, and then everyone, you know, kind of messages in and says, "Hey, this is how this went." And I think that, you know, he's been able to really kind of capitalize on that and then turn this, which, you know, because you see some of the other trainer videos and, you know, they're they're just shots of the game happening. But this guy, it's like a travel journal on top of that. Yeah. And he's super into music and he's into this band. I think they're called Above and Beyond. I can't I can't remember their record label at the moment. I could probably YouTube. I mean, um, Google that. But he is like tight with the guys that run the record label that they're on and um i'm just pulling it up now that is and juna beats so he's like tight with like those guys and he has like the like he has a license whatever music is on in juna beach he can use i'm uh, sorry and juna beats it's named after and juna beach but and juna beats he has the rights to use whatever so he has this sick electronic soundtrack to all this stuff too of legit artists because that he has like access to re pretty much this entire record label's catalog of music. So yeah, it's like you mix out like the the great soundtrack, the uh, crazy cinematography, amazing editing, really like well thought out videos that like have a theme, and then also just other ones that are funny. You know what I mean? Like now we're following him in quarantine, so he's he's playing the game from home. Yeah, and then it. You know, you also get your dose of Pokemon Go news and what's what's going on and the, the new features and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I enjoy him. I enjoy his content. Can't wait to see what that guy does. Everything everything that uh, he puts out, I got to say, is is pretty enjoyable. And you get the personal story with him. I want the personal story, too. There's mm -hmm. like so there's only so much of just people like what your PVP situation is. And, uh, no, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So. My next one is Kurz. I can never pronounce the name properly. Kurz Gazette. Which I is, think that's it. Yeah. Which is I can never spell it properly. Which is, I, dude, I actually had to put it as like a let my, the dictionary on my phone and computer recognize it <laughs> just so I wouldn't get the fucking red line every time. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's German for in a nutshell. And this channel, which I will explain a little bit more about it, uh, they create quirky animated informational videos that explore ideas 
or concepts in you know science, the humanities, sociology, philosophy, and they kind of give me this public television vibe, like the same kind when I had a kid that you know learning is fun, you know, and it's something you want to do for the rest of your life. And basically, mm-hmm. Kurzgesagt is a German animation studio and design firm. Uh, they do corporate work for non-government organizations and uh, charity organizations. And they have this really cool flat design style that they've kind of parlayed into these informational YouTube uh, videos. And, like, they have millions of followers. And it's just what they do is 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 really good. And they do it in these whimsical methods. Like, for example, they're talking about the eventual heat death of the universe. But it's these little birds acting it out. And the design is so good. And it's so and you just really enjoy it and when they make their videos they kind of start with a research process where they're hitting up experts and then contrary um papers against the you know with for the subject matter episodes can take anywhere from a few weeks to a year they did this one video on loneliness and we're looking at some of the psychological ideas behind it and it took over a year just to write the script that's before they started getting counter research and what they do is when they have their first draft they send that to scientists or people who are experts in the field that they're talking about and then get criticism on it and then change it, then change it accordingly. Uh, the best one I would recommend, and that's kind of really boils down what the whole thing is about. Univer- the universal basic income one is such a good explanation of it. In fact, when people are like, oh, we're talking about universal basic income, and if they ever want some information on that, that's the video I refer them to. Because it's such a good distillation of it. Another cool one to watch is the two-part uh, Fermi paradox one, which is really good. It's you know they they have a really good way of dealing with unsettling some things that may be unsettling from a you know cosmic point of view. But it makes it I don't know. It's almost like it tries to through video and through animation try to create a look of what the human experience is and perception of the universe and society as a whole. Yeah, I think a lot of what it has what has to do with that is just building off what you said. The the narrator, I'm not sure who the the guy's name who does the narration for it, but he takes something so unsettling and then just the way he's explaining it so factually and so matter-factly in like a calm and soothing tone directly at you, it's very reassuring. So for instance, you have like an episode like the recent I don't know how recent it was um but the one about COVID. Yeah, which is like great. everything Oh, fantastic. And which is like everything we know so far. And at not one point, like I like you, you read some of these fucking got grab you gotcha headlines and shit about COVID and you're having a fucking panic attack in bed. So not once did I feel panic from that video because it was just so there, there was no fear mongering. There was no sensationalism. It was just like, this is what we know so far. And he, what I also really, two, two things that I also really like about the channel is they will tell you what they don't know. And one of the things I find most admirable, admirable about the channel is if they fuck something up, they will come back and put a video out, a full video explaining why they fucked up, like how they fucked up, like the reason behind, like, like how the research failed talk about obviously the correct whatever, you know, they'll correct themselves and then talk about how they're going to, you know, rectify their research process in the future. So I, I cannot, I respect, like everybody makes mistakes, but as soon as you can admit a mistake and then like talk about how you're going to move forward and how it's not going to happen again and how you can realize it's already happened, like I can't respect that more highly. 
the big thing you're talking about is the coffee break controversy. There's a YouTube creator named Coffee Break who just kind of, it's kind of analysis of other content and what's wrong with it. He, what There was this controversy over the addictions, the addictions video, and they put out this video that talked about that afterwards about how they did get it wrong. I believe it came out last year in like March. And they said, this is where we went wrong and why we've pulled it. You know, it can exist, but we can't, you know, our thinking changes over the course of time and as research changes, right? Like, for example, they did their coronavirus video. It might, uh, you know, let's say six months might be different than the one they did, you know, recently. And their ability to acknowledge that. And also in that same video where they talk about, um, a couple of the situations where they've got it wrong. They also say that part of the difficulty of their job is boiling things down so it's not too simplistic because there's obviously obviously very complicated things they talk about, but they also don't want to overcomplicate it too because like it's this idea of accessibility to learning. You know, and that's I mean the criticism is that uh, of them and of things like TED Talk are that you're taking something that is so complex of boiling it down into a small bit of information. But I feel that it's always done from a point, and especially with Kurz Gazette, is that they, like, they put their references at the end of the videos and on their website. So, And they encourage you to go look at the stuff. So the idea is it's a conversation starter rather than like this is all the information you need. And I think they're very honest and open with that. Yeah. And they um, give resources too. Yeah, exactly. So you, as like, I said, you they, want to learn more. They give you, you the bibli- like- they give you a bibliography. They give the, you all yeah. the research who they talk to, and uh, it's fantastic. I, I really, really, really like it. And also, like I'm an, the, like for me, learning should be fun and learning should be enjoyable. And to an extent, when you're dealing with things to do with science and evolution and things like that, you really have to take it in a matter of fact way because it can trigger people. And that this is just part of the human condition, and it's not something to be mourned or angry about it's just like these are the issues we're dealing with and what the you know spectrum of reactions to that is yeah and they just have the total package man like i i I think they're like like they're a very high quality content creator like everything they put out is just top-notch like the animation is top-notch the research is top-notch um the narration like the writing everything is just so well done they're they're, i gotta say that overall they're they're just like the 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 total package i I, you you throw on any one of their videos i don't know maybe i haven't checked out a lot of their like super old stuff but out of the last three two three years you put on any video it's it's going to be quality um so my number three is um a channel called skill up now skill up is an australian youtuber ralph last name i should have probably had that up but anyway so skill up got his start so i used to play the ever-loving heck out of a game called division um division one specifically division two oh, yeah. that's a whole that's a whole nother story but i'm i loved me some division one and one of the biggest content creators, there's probably two really big content creators, Marco Style and then another gentleman um, who is SkillUp. So I got into SkillUp back in the day because he had really high quality Division stuff. And he, anytime Division would release a patch or a new expansion or whatever, he'd always be there analyzing it. He had really good videos on just, you know, weapon damage and skills and, and builds and then just also good stuff about him like mucking around in the dark zone and stuff so i got into him i don't know if that was the start of his channel but that's definitely what would put him on the map was was the division stuff and as division one slowly stopped 
he well, as it was kind of coming to an end before division one was kind of coming to a close, he started branching off more into analysis videos, which, as you said, this is a theme for a lot of the channels are video game analysis channels, whatever you're, you're here because you're probably interested in that, but his stuff goes above and beyond. Like his stuff is like, so he's like, I also want to, I like, it sounds kind of lame, but he's almost like the thinking man's like YouTube channel. He, he puts out these theories and theses, theses, what these, what was the plural of theses? Theses. Theses. It's like, my, it? it's like feces, but for the mind. Okay. So anyway, so he'll like, he'll talk about a, a specific life of a shipping container like of a shipping vessel sorry about this shipping vessel that like was was sold to these guys and like blown up during world war ii and sunk and then rose and then he goes off on this topic about this shipping vessel for like five minutes and then he's like and then this is how it relates to the new destiny 2 expansion so he just does these really cool things where he'll just take some kind of um innocuous thing again um, going back to another Destiny uh, 2 review with The Forsaken, he goes off on this like five minute tangent about New Coke and talks about how New Coke was this thing, then battled Pepsi with their taste test, blah, 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 came out, failed. We know the story now. So then he he does this whole five minute thing about New Coke. And then this is like the Destiny 2 franchise. So he does he does a really, really good job. Like all, all his videos, I for the most part, really, really trust this guy's opinion when it comes to to video games. There's 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 a few other people on YouTube, like there's another guy named Young Ye, who um I really enjoy his his content. He does a lot of uh the classic reading Reddit posts, but he's he's good. He he does good opinion. But like Ralph from Skill Up, he's um he's really great. And what what's really cool too is I think about Two years ago, maybe a little bit less now. I think a little bit less than two years ago. Two years ago, he started a YouTube channel with his brother Sam called Layman Gaming. And now this Layman Gaming is more of a straight up: these two guys sitting on a couch, looking down the barrel of a camera, delivering you video game news. But it's got spicy memes. It's got good takes. It's got hilarious takes. They're a little cringy here and there, but they're hilarious. And what's really cool is it's called Layman Gaming. So you have Ralph who is like the fucking hardcore gamer does it as a living like full-time YouTuber, like, you know, video games are his life. And then he has his brother, Sam, who's like a very casual gamer, like will play kind of like the big titles, plays a lot of Overwatch, plays a lot of smash. So you have this really cool dynamic between the two brothers that, well, first of all, they're brothers. So they're instantly going to have chemistry. They're riff, they're ribbing each other, whatever. They're, they're, they're hilarious to watch together. But, um, at the same time, you have the two perspectives of skill up kind of being the the hardcore gamer and then Sam being kind of like layman the layman of layman gaming, kind of like the more casual gamer. I feel the new Coke analogy, I think, is genius. It was such a good video. I actually just watched it again a couple hours ago, kind of just poking around some of the YouTube channels, and it's so good. Also, I'm just partial to in general, like the new Coke and kitschy late 80s things. Uh, that people are referencing, like also like you know, suffering your childhood. Uh, like if someone referenced orbits, I would be like, that's fantastic. I feel like they <laughs> understand who I am. And what I like about this is that, and tell me if I'm wrong, most of these videos, in fact, all the YouTubers I like, they just remind me of people I went to high school with or college with. 
th- I think that's why it is. It's like they're they're like kind of conforming to these personality types of people I used to know. So there's like this ingrained psychological like nostalgia involved with it and that I kind of love. Like I felt that way with my next pick, who I'll wait to tell you. But yeah, I I, I think they really kind of put me back into that. I'm not in last period. Uh, I probably am baked. And by probably, I mean without a shadow of a doubt. And we're just shooting the shit. And I love that. But it's also highbrow to an extent. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you can put out the best content in the world, but if you put yourself first, like front, front and center of your content and somebody inherently doesn't like you just for whatever reason, you're, you're going to have a tough time to sell. And like, he's got, he's got the Australian accent. I don't know. Personally, I like the Australian ass accent. So you got him talking over a video, uh, doing narration and yeah, he, I, I just, yeah, I, I like what he's putting down. Okay. My number three is super bunny hop, AKA George Weidman, another video game reviewer. Uh, his Patreon, but I, you know what? You can't even really say completely a reviewer. So his Patreon says that he's creating vid- video game journalism. Uh, this is exactly what he's doing. He, you know, he made his bones providing, you know, super comprehensive stories and discussion on, you know, critical moments in video game culture, and then doing these critical close-ups of games. But, you know, the video that really did it for me was, and this guy was recommended by you, was the Metal Gear Solid 2 review. And, you know, could not even review critical analysis. And it was just so well done. And then I, I just want to say something real quick. That is literally one of my favorite pieces, not just like my one of my favorite videos, YouTube, whatever. That's one of my favorite pieces of content ever. Full stop. Continue. <laughs> well, I think it's because he goes into this whole discussion of meta, which, you know, led into this idea of postmodernism. And for those of you who have played Metal Gear Solid 2, basically, I mean, what point do you think he dies? Is it halfway through? Who, uh, Snake? Yeah. I mean, well, spoilers, he doesn't... Spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 2, a 21-year-old game? I mean, he's not actually dead. No, but what I'm saying is, like, your expectations get... get well, sub- right, the, the, the tanker mission is... So, sorry, not the tanker mission, the, 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 the ship mission at the beginning when you're on uh, the, the ship as Solid Snake, is really, I mean, you can speed run that super quick, but that's literally like an eighth of the game, if that. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. And that's a huge bait and switch, is like, like all the promo materials, like, you're the hero from Metal Gear Solid 1, Solid Snake. And then, yeah, there's this huge bait and switch where you're like, nope, you're, you're Raiden, or you're sorry, you're Raiden. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, is that he really gets into what that means from a... Uh, narrative point of view and a consumer and you know a person consuming a story you know stories expectations point of view and like he's giving pretty comprehensive literary analysis over a game that is video game it's a video game espionage that espionage and when he goes into some of his other videos like he's talking about artistic license existentialism or um over corporatization of the video game industry the role of storytelling in games, nihilism, uh, you know, like dis- values dissonance with age rating in video games. And I would say if you're going to start somewhere with Super Bunny Hop, especially if you're really into the culture of video games, I would look at the his video on the rating age, uh, sorry, the rating system for video games uh, in, in uh, regards to age. It's incredible just how he puts it together because he's also doing these high level ones on the artistic idea of the game, but then he also boils down what the overall cultural ideas behind it are. 
and I really kind of appreciate that as an individual who wants to learn more about gaming from people who really know, like not just which games are you playing, but like what certain trends and certain things in the business and how they affect the games that you're getting right now. And being able to draw those through lines from the beginning of the industry to where we are now, critically and culturally, I appreciate on a very high level. I don't think it's too highbrow in that you don't know it. If like I think a person who has a general understanding of video games can go in and enjoy it if they have that, you know, thirst for knowledge and tolerance for a deep dive. Yeah. Um, I mean, video games are very unique form of, of a medium. It kind of takes every other medium out there, you know, film, radio, art, sound design, music, whatever mashes it up puts it in a package and then allows you to experience it firsthand. So you have movies that introduced editing like that's, you know, editing is, is something almost entirely unique to movies. I mean, you can edit sound, et cetera, but like, you know, editing is, is a huge thing for film while yeah, that like get video games on the next step up. I think that super bunny hop, what's named George. It's George Weidman, George Weidman. What I think George does he he really sees that he really sees that for what it is and he's really same with skill up um i think their content is um actually very similar um not very similar but there's a lot of similar aspects but they really see the art form that is video games and not only do they see what it is now but they see very well the potential for five years 20 years 100 years for this medium so Things like you touched on the uh, the Metal Gear Solid 2 video, like things like that is like this guy will start the video with Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty is a postmodern masterpiece. And you're like, okay, that is a big, that is a hot take right there. And then he goes, okay, so before I start talking about that, I'm going to, I'm going to define postmodernism. And then he goes on this, like, I think like seven minute history of like modernism and like postmodernism. And then as he's talking about Metal Gear Solid 2, he keeps relating back to that because you have a frame of reference now. Because, I mean, most people have, at best, a vague understanding of what postmodernism is, me included. And having that kind of anchor point at the beginning of the video, like, insanely helps. So you just see how all these points he made and how all these things he talked about regarding postmodernism, how that relates to Metal Gear Solid, he explores this over what? How long is that video? Like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's long. Um, yeah, and then by the end of the video, you're like, Metal Gear Solid 2 is a postmodern masterpiece. Yes, hell yes, it is. Like, there's there's no denying it from like what he lays out. Even if you've never heard of postmodernism, even if you've never heard of Metal Gear Solid or Solid Snake in your entire life, you watch this video, and because he gives you all those anchor points, you understand, and you're like, th- th- even not having have played that game, I can see exactly the point he's trying to make. Um, as far as separately a video that I also really liked, it's another Metal Gear video, but his Metal Gear Three video in Metal Gear Solid, sorry, Metal Gear Solid Three, in Metal Gear Solid Three, excellent game. Personally, I think it's the best quote video game of the series i think it's the most enjoyable to play but anyway partway through the game there's this whole area it's complete it's just a complete side area with like there's like a couple i don't know little collectibles or something but it's kind of off the beaten path it's not hidden or anything but it's really realistically there's just not much to it so essentially you just go into this like little 
zone and there's like a cottage there. There's like a, like a log cabin and his video for Metal Gear Solid three talks about how this little encounter area with the log cabin is like a perfect vertical slice of the video game. It's like a, it's like a perfect microcosm of the whole game. It's like everything that the game has to offer you in this little playground that the developers have set up for no real reason. As I said, it's, it's completely optional. There's nothing there that is specific to the storyline, but just that little area there, you, he would just drop himself into that area and you can just have fun for hours, just fucking around every single thing that you could utilize in that game can be utilized like in that area. Pretty much, pretty much. So I really, really like that video. My one issue with Super Bunny Hop, and I'm glad you put him on your list, and I would have been hard-pressed to put him on my list, is yes, like the Metal Gear Solid 2 is one of my favorite pieces of content ever. Yes, he's got a fucking another seven or eight amazing videos, but there's just, he has a lot of videos that like I can't sit through. I'm just like watching them. I'm like, this is like, this is uninteresting to me. This is boring. So for like, I feel like for every one video of his that I love, there's like another two or three that are like hard skips for me. So that's why personally, I don't think I could like put him like super, super far up my list, but he would have been an honorable mention for sure. I think that there's gatekeepers and especially, and well, especially before things like YouTube and even things like blogging and there was there's gatekeepers for it and it's hard to kind of enter that realm and be a voice in it because like before in any kind of critical you know culturally critical thing that's art like you had to be writing for rolling stone or writing for a newspaper in order to get into it and then all of a sudden digital technology comes internet comes everything is a little bit is more democratized this is like what he does is an argument for why that is important because a lot of people say, well, there's less quality, but what he's doing is of a very high quality. And I think that, you know, him and skill up, well, I will say this. I think, I think he gets more in depth than everybody, but skill up overall makes better videos, but I feel I can kind of handle the dryness. And if you can't, then that's an issue. But if that makes any sense at all. No, it, I, I get that. It's his, it, it's the videos that have less editing and it's more him looking down the barrel of the camera that I more have an issue with yes. where there's like less editing. He also has like a bunch of like travel vlogs from like when he went to Japan and like, I'm not super into travel vlogs on, on YouTube, but the ones I have seen have been of a relatively high quality. And like his is like, I like, I can't bring myself to watch it as far as comparing him to skill up. I would say the, the for me, skill up it's like every video he puts out is fucking quality. Like I will literally watch a 40 minute review on a video game. I've never heard of because of skill up. Like literally I've not heard of this video game. I have no intention of playing this video game, but he's one YouTuber. I like see in my inbox. Oh, skill up released a new video 40 minutes long. I'm like, fuck yes, here we go. Like I get ready for that shit. I'm excited it's it's an event for me. Like every week, week and a half, whenever Skilla puts out a video, I'm I'm super happy. But then I get you know I get the the, the layman boys doing their video every day, so I I don't miss them too bad. But yeah, just overall personally, I just I, I have to give it to Skilla. They're both I mean they're both at the top of their game. Don't get me wrong. I remember Skilla actually had a video. I think he does it at the end of the year every year where he has like 
it's like top five like YouTubers to watch or like top five video game YouTubers. And Super Bunny Hop was on the list. And he's like, gave this guy such huge shout outs. He's like, nobody's doing it like this guy. Nobody uh, is going in depth. Like this guy is like the like him and like Jason Schreier. I'd say like those three guys, Jason Schreier from like a corporate standpoint and then Super Bunny Hop and Skill Up from kind of more of a consumer standpoint. I would say those are the three guys in the industry that that are really doing it right now as far as like really, really good um, investigative journalism and just like journalism for the industry. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Just a reminder, if you like this podcast and want to keep hearing it, subscribe and give us a five-star review. And if you're not already subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on social media, get on it. You will not regret it.